programmed into the habit of like you feel a feeling that's not good and instead of again like looking at your emotions as something to react to looking at your emotions as something that are giving you feedback like hunger pains like oh my gosh there's an internal problem here and going inwards in response to your emotions you want to condition this you want to repeatedly practice this until it becomes a program until that's fired and wired enough that it's happening naturally so for example, like if I get triggered by something in my life, if something happens to me or somebody does something without trying to do it, my brain, I've programmed my own brain now at this point to go inwards. And it's like, whoa, what am I making this mean? Or what's going on inside of me? What need is unmet or what belief pattern am I running? And right away it goes inwards. And this will be like if I'm driving or if I'm doing other things, if I'm speaking on the phone and while I'm in conversation real time, I'll feel my feelings and go inwards. And so you want to condition that. It's excruciatingly important for the fearful avoidant because your emotions are your emotions. All of our emotions, they're ours. They're based on our belief patterns, our unmet needs, and they're ours to take care of and resolve. And, and we can still have needs from other people. We can still be very interdependent beings. But when we are emotionally triggered and charged, our needs don't come out nicely. Our needs are like to yell at somebody we think because we're triggered and we haven't worked through the, the story first. But when we undo the story, our needs are to like tell somebody that we want to set a boundary with how they just spoke to us and, and it didn't feel good and to connect over it and to work through it. Like, so we want to keep making sure, okay, you have this emotional response. What was I just thinking or believing? Undo that and then find your needs. The transformation method, you can do this like in your evenings when you're just emotionally processing on a regular basis to practice wiring that in more through the repetition plus emotion component, or you can practice just trying to set the intention to do this in real time. Okay, what am I feeling? What story am I, am I telling myself? Or what have I just been thinking? Um, and are these things true? And questioning and undoing them. And again, by doing this, you're repatterning any wounds that are coming up through repetition plus emotion as well. It's not just like getting back in your body and changing your relationship to your emotions, but it also changes core beliefs. Because if you're undoing them repeatedly over time, the subconscious program through repetition plus emotion and you're producing a better desired outcome that serves the highest expression of yourself. But every time you feel angry, okay, um, I want you as well to, to ask yourself, you can do this even now, it doesn't have to be like when you're feeling angry specifically, just ask yourself what needs is anger meeting for you? Because anger for fearful avoidance is like a strong feedback mechanism, not just, so number one, it'll be about your stories. We know this through and through, that's like a given at this point. Um, you know, oh, this person doesn't care about me. Oh, this person's taking advantage of me, these sorts of things. Um, but I want you to ask yourself what needs is anger meeting. And, and then you want to actively meet these needs in your life repetitively. So remember we talked about, um, in part of, I think it was two weeks ago, this course, um, we were saying, you know, we have these, the A of the BTEA equation. We have these actions or behaviors, um, that will, essentially be this like coping mechanism or subconscious strategy to get specific needs met. And we talked about how food might be like emotional connection or comfort or security or um, escape or things like this. Anger for fearful avoidance tends to be very much related to enmeshment. So a lot of fearful avoidance tend to um, have a lot of things like, um, you know, poor anger meets the, the need for boundaries. Anger meets the need to be seen and heard because we get loud and all these different things. So again, you wanna make sure 
um, that I'm just looking at these comments. You want to make sure that you are um, actively having habits instilled in your life that are a reflection of what the subconscious strategy for anger would mean. So again, if it's like, you know, I used to get angry and yell, and then I realized, okay, yelling was this strategy to be heard. Okay, what are some active habits and practices I can instill in my life now so that I don't have to rely on anger as a strategy to get hurt? I can start expressing myself more, speaking up more to the different people around me, you know, and, and so set those little incremental goals and strategies. Like, how will I do this? What's my strategy to get this need met? and start exposing yourself and practicing these things. So we don't want to have to rely on anger to get those needs met. And so what happens is if you start speaking up and you start setting boundaries and you start um, expressing yourself and, and asking for somebody to validate your feelings that you care about, hey, can you understand why I would feel like this? I'm not concerned with right or wrong. I just want you to understand why I might have felt hurt in this situation. You know, when we start communicating this way and again, like we're going to cover anxious attachment and then we're going to cover conflict communication. So you'll have these tools like buried deeply there and we're going to practice and go through all the steps in, in the next couple of weeks, but um, for conflict communication explicitly, but the more you're communicating, your, your subconscious mind will no longer need anger, need these frustrations, need these emotional outbursts as a strategy to get those needs met if you're actively meeting them ahead of time. So it's like you're basically seeing the negative patterns of behavior you don't like in your attachment style, recognizing why you're getting these things met through this form, like what is leading you to, um, to this point and what needs are being met through this action or behavior. And then making sure that you're creating active conscious habits and strategies to get those needs met. So you don't have to rely on something like anger or any kind of emotional outburst in order to get those needs met themselves. And again, like, because these are things that were robbed from us essentially in childhood, like we didn't get the chance and not because anybody's bad, but because just unconsciousness has been passed along generations. Right. Um, you know, when, when we don't, we don't know a lot, like nobody's taught us, Hey, as a child, this is what the emotion of fear feels like. This is where you feel it in your body. You should stay connected to your body. This is what you should do when you feel fear. You know, these are your needs when you feel fear. So we just have to go back in a little bit. We have to practice and, and play with it a little bit and spend our, our time just like familiarizing ourselves. Like, hey, these are the emotions I feel the most. Or, you know, I feel impatient or I feel trapped. Or I, and start familiarizing yourself. Get comfortable and normalize the sensations that are um, in connection to your emotions. You know, when I feel trapped, I feel trapped in my chest and shoulders and a little bit of a constriction in my stomach. If I feel anxious, I tend to experience that a little bit in my upper chest and stomach too. Um, if I feel, you know, um, afraid, same sort of places. I'm just picking, you know, um, um, anger. If I feel anger, shoulders, arms, upper chest and neck. Like we want to just be really clear on these things because the more we are in our bodies, the more we're familiar with these things. Once we've actually gotten ourselves repeatedly familiar with our emotions and what they feel like and where we feel them, it's now easy to catch them in real time. It's hard to catch them in real time, hard to notice our stories, hard to notice our triggers and wounds when we're dissociated from our body. So that's why this is so important. And things like meditation can be really helpful for this. So I highly recommend that as well. Ivy says, sometimes you feel so many things at once, it's hard to identify a single or like just a single emotion. And a really powerful thing to do is like 
notice that sometimes it'll be multiple emotions. Sometimes you'll feel trapped, helpless, powerless. Sometimes you'll feel hurt, angry, afraid. Like, so it may be more than one, but again, it, there's tremendous value. That's why I'm like, oh, do the feeling and needs work. There's so much value in like just playing with it, familiarizing yourself because everybody will be different. Like I can't give you guys the answers for that. So, cause you'll be different. We all have different emotional patterns. Some of them are quite similar, um, but differences. So it's up to you to like connect to that, familiarize yourself with that, do it repeatedly. And again, you're like getting back in your body and catching it in real time. I just want to keep answering this question. Last thing, expressing needs feel so needy. Expressing needs feel vulnerable, not needy. The feeling that you're running from is vulnerability, not neediness. And there would have been some kind of negative association to that in childhood. So exposure response best place for reprogramming for that is exposure response. Pick small, tiny, little things, like little breadcrumbs of things to express. And when you do it and, and it, you've done it and you, you've empowered yourself, build in positive emotional associations of how good that felt, how you're empowering yourself, how you're being courageous. It is not needy to express your needs. It is literally of the utmost importance and it's courageous in a world that teaches us to suppress how we feel and suppress our emotions and not express our needs. It takes courage and strength to actually show up for ourselves in these relationships to self. Thank you so much for watching. Um, again, please like, share, subscribe to this channel um, if you receive a lot of value and please feel free to check anything out at www.personaldevelopmentschool.com. Thank you so much.